Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back. I hope you've been loving the messages from the bottle How I Quit Alcohol Live show cast speeches. Next up was little old me. I was very, very nervous. I was definitely out of my comfort zone, which was very much what my speech was about. I really do believe that when we quit alcohol, we do have to learn to sit with the uncomfortable. And well, at least that was the case for me and so many people that I work with. So without further ado, here's me. Long pause, long pause, long pause. Probably inserted about 30 seconds of silence here just to make everyone super uncomfortable. And then I began. Well, that was uncomfortable, wasn't it? That was just 30 seconds of uncomfortable. But guess what? You survived. Avoiding being uncomfortable is why I drank. So almost five years ago, I gave up drinking and began to investigate my discomfort. It was the most liberating mind-blowing and truly life-changing thing I've ever done. Who would have thought? To stop drinking, I had to find out why I drank. Not just the buzz or the joy of reckless abandon, not just because of the rock star riders or the permission that gave me to take centre stage and be wild. Because here is the irony. I drank because I didn't want to be seen. Being seen made me uncomfortable. So, in social situations when the champagne on arrival was offered, I fucking grabbed that fucker and I drank it like a thirsty explorer coming out of the Sahara. I didn't want to be seen, but I was seen all right. I was seen talking over the top of people. I was seen repeating myself. I was seen wild-eyed, seeking out more booze when everyone else just wanted to go home. I was seen throwing up over balconies. I was seen vomiting on my shoes. I was seen vomiting on other people's shoes. No, seriously. They belonged to a folk singer I idolised. I got so drunk because I was so nervous going to an event with her in Melbourne. 
that I got wasted. And on the way back home in the car from Melbourne to Geelong, I decided to play her the mix CD of her songs that I made. An emotional fangirl mess. I explained in snotty, blubbering detail why each song was on there and what it meant to me. I laughed, I cried, and when we got to Geelong, she desperately tried to get out of the car. Of course, I jumped out after her, gave her a hug, then I spewed all over her shoes. Of course, she was sober, and I was no doubt a reminder of why she was in AA. The next day, I wanted the world to swallow me up. I never went to one of her gigs ever again, and I chucked that fucking mix CD. I was too embarrassed to even listen to it again. And what was becoming a somewhat one-sided blossoming friendship came to an abrupt halt. I hated when I did stuff like this, but I was so uncomfortable with who I was, I couldn't do it any other way. When I was around people at social events or parties, I could barely stand to be sober. It was like I was two different people, drunk Danny and sober Danny. I felt like sober Danny wasn't interesting. She was boring. She was ugly. She was fat. She wasn't interesting. A big, stupid, not good enough fraud. I thought drunk Danny, on the other hand, was beautiful. She was funny. She was sexy. She was wild. But the reality was, drunk Danny was boring. Drunk Danny would party until she fell unconscious on a couch. Then she'd wake up at 2am, barely able to stand being in her own skin. For someone who drank to not feel uncomfortable, I felt a hundred times more uncomfortable than before I started. From being the life of the party, dancing, singing, devolving to DMs of not much listening, repeating myself with emotional diarrhea, starting a fight with my poor husband to passing out on the couch. I never knew how I was going to show up. I would often be baffled at my behaviour from the night before. Sober Danny hated drunk Danny. She hated having to clean up after her, making excuses for her, laughing it off, texting my friends and accusing them of being the bad influence, the shame, the regret, the anxiety. The not remembering if I'd fed my kids the night before or why the hell I was telling my husband who I love in a fit of rage that I was leaving him as soon as I woke up the next day. I was constantly dealing with the fallout and that was fucking uncomfortable. If I hated myself before I drank, I hated myself after. But I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't roll over to a secret bottle of vodka the next day. I could go weeks without drinking. I was fine. In a way, I had some control. But the problem was that control or sense of control kept telling me that one day I'd become a better drinker. One day I'd get it right. And so then the cycle would start all over again. I call alcohol the sneaky bitch. Even when you think you're finished with her, she seduces you. She sneaks up and whispers in your ear. 
she convinces you that you need her that you can have just one that you deserve her she's your reward your way to escape she's your friend she will give you confidence she will make you more beautiful a better lover she is there for you you see what alcohol promises to give us it takes away and what we are hoping it will take away it gives us back tenfold i call this the alcohol inversion theory you see if you drink for stress usually you end up more stressed if you drink to relieve anxiety alcohol is like pouring petrol on your anxiety if you drink for creativity Eventually, it stifles your creativity. If you drink to be social, you often end up acting in antisocial ways. Alcohol is a liar, a storyteller, and its only chapter is shame. That shame sent me to the bottle shop every single time. They should call that place the trauma shop. Uh, I need something to push down the shame. Yep, anything in aisle three. Shame is like dog shit. You might wash it off your shoes, but you can smell it for days. And that happened when I asked the neighbours over for a barbecue. We were new to the street and I wanted them to like me and our family to be part of the cul-de-sac community. So I had them all over and I got smashed on a Tuesday. I spent all night trying to score cocaine, getting them to get out their phones, call whoever they knew to try and score on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday in ocean shores. The next day, I just wanted to die. And my husband didn't help. He said, I don't know why you were so hell-bent on getting cocaine. No one was even into it. Great. Now I'm that woman. I hid in the house for what felt like three years. I hadn't just moved to a cul-de-sac. I had hit a dead end. So, what made me stop? Firstly, a very simple realisation that alcohol was taking away more than it gave. But you see, we heavy drinkers, we have heavy drinking buddies to help normalise our abnormal drinking problem. So when my binge buddy Lisa told me she was taking a year off, I was like, hell yes, I get to take a break. This is all the permission I need. And that was it. Giving up alcohol was one of the easiest things I've ever done and also one of the hardest. Learning to be with what was showing up for me wasn't easy. It took time and patience and a lot of bloody self-compassion. I had to learn to sit with the uncomfortable It's learning where to put your hands at a social event. It's being with that burning feeling under your cheeks when people you don't know very well are doing small talk at you at a party. It's feeling sadness and grief when all you want to do is stop the pain or the screaming from your broken heart. It's learning new ways to deal with stress or the sting of rejection. It's feeling all the feelings that show up on a day-to-day basis that make up our human experience. It's sitting with sober Danny and actually liking her. Getting sober is about becoming an honest and authentic human being who is willing to be with whatever shows up. It takes all the courage you have and sometimes 
that you don't have. Because at first, it's fucking uncomfortable. But it's wonderful. I'm happier. And ironically, I'm more confident. And I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. I don't wake up hating myself at 3am anymore. I don't have to ring people to apologise. I know when I wake up, I'm not in trouble for something I don't remember. I know I fed my kids and kissed them in their beds. I laugh with my husband and don't threaten divorce. I can even wave at the neighbours and have them over for a cup of tea. My name is Danny Carr. I am seen. I am uncomfortable. I am good with that. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.